distance. I can see it. Next aid station. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is Kevin Monk, welcoming you to your first aid station stop. I won't keep you too long, but you feel free to rest up, refuel while being mildly entertained. If you're out on the trails while listening to this, well done and keep going. Aid station is aimed at supporting the mid to backpack ultra runners. These tables will be laid out with all the ultra running goodies you need to keep you motivated and moving. My main aim is to support you with coaching advice and all the information relating to our sport I can help you find. If you're considering your first 30 mile or 50k, are new to ultra or are experienced mid to backpack runner, this show is for you. The show will be a magazine style in its format, delivering news, comment, advice, tips, races, race for use, along with interviews with runners relevant to our position in the field. First item of news in this very first episode is some sad news, I'm afraid, regarding the passing of a mid-pack runner by the name of John Kiniston. John was 62 and had a heart attack. John ran over 50 ultra races, including the five-day Dragon's Back race, aged 60. John was more than just an ultra runner. He was a promoter of our sport and an encourager. He hosted the Run to the Hills podcast and was a prolific YouTuber. I never met John, but felt like I knew him having watched all his YouTube videos on the Dragon's Back race and his route record. If you want to get some inside info on some well-known ultras in the UK, check out John's YouTube channel. The link is in the show notes. John came across as a real nice guy, a family man and a caring, sharing person. Rest in peace, John. On happier news, or should I say more self-indulgent news, the International Trail Runners Association New Runner Statistics Performance Index Tool. Now, those of you who don't know what the International Trail Runners Association is, or ITRA, it's a worldwide organisation for trail and ultra runners. It's got about 1.8 million members, I think, and it costs €8 to join. And you get a a small page on their website for your rankings and information. I mean, you can look up your rank now for your gender, your age category and your course grading. And they do a number of course gradings, mainly large, extra large and double XL and a general classification. So you can check out where you stand on those course gradings. uh, And you can also look up where you are in the world or on the continent you live in or in the country you live in. Uh, I find this is a great development for the mass participants in our sport, which is the bulk of their membership. Because I've always felt in the past that the old ranking system was focused on the elite athletes only. And it's a great motivator to find your position in the world and look up fellow athletes who are in other positions either above or below you. Now I've managed to get this far into the news without mentioning the dreaded C word but sadly we continue to to be gripped by this uh, virus. 
So virtual racing is the main escape for those who need their racing fix. So I'm going to start with the Centurion organisation who are running uh, their one virtual slam, which will be run from the 1st of February to the 31st of March over a two month period of a distance of 100, 200, 400 or 600 miles within the two month period. The 100 costs £20 and the other distances are £40. They're also running the Centurion One Love, which is taking place over Valentine's weekend, 13th to 14th of February. Uh, you can do a 5K, a half marathon or a 50K. So you can get your partners and families involved in this lovely weekend. Uh, the cost is £10, £15 or £20 to the relevant events. They're also running the third edition of the Centurion One Community event. This started during the first lockdown last year and was a massive success. Um, a week-long virtual event taking place between the 2nd and the 8th of April 2021. This is aimed at the whole trail running community and their families with distances from 5k to 100 miles. I used this for my first and last 100 mile training week last year. The cost of entry is from £15 to £30 depending on the distance entered. 10% uh, of all the entry fees from all of the events are split evenly between two charities, the NHS Charities Together and MIND. A further COVID race casualty this month is the Montaigne Spine Race. The winter edition of this race is a mega test of endurance along the Pennine Way. It's a real shame for the competitors who will have put a lot of effort and prep into this event. But it's also a shame for us dot watchers who get some sort of sadistic statistic. You might get sadistic statistics as well. Uh, out of watching the competitors inching their way along their virtual digital route. As the organisers say, the Pennine Way is not going anywhere, so hopefully the summer edition will take place in June and things will get back to normal for the uh, winter epic next January. Coaching tip of the week. This will be a regular show feature, and as this is the first show, today's endurance coaching tip is be consistent. Yep, that's it. The problem is that not many of us are. Train evenly and consistently. This means avoiding peaks and troughs in training miles, time, and intensity. Avoid over fatigue and injury, which leads to inconsistency. Recover consistently. Refuel consistently. Be consistent in your training to be consistent in your racing. This will also lead to a more consistent mental state. Don't attack your training or suddenly start doing big mileage weeks or tackle high levels of elevation, especially if you're coming back from injury or illness and you feel like you need to make up the ground that you've lost. Build gradually into your various training elements. Build over a three week period, take a week's drop back, reduced amount of volume and intensity, 
and then move up incrementally in week five and repeat the cycle. This planned approach will provide consistency, plan to train and race to plan. Talk about Kevin. Yep, sorry about the subject of the very first episode, but I'm going to start talking about me. And the main aim of this is so that maybe you can relate to what I'm doing and what you may be doing in your ultra preparation so that we can stimulate some thought together about how we're going to tackle ultra races. give you a little bit of my background first of all I started uh, at the age of about 47 it was the first time I joined a running club I've been doing bits and pieces on and off um, silly things like my best mate in the world called Dave Steele would phone up and say uh, we're going to run the Reading Half Marathon it's in three months time and I'd probably do about six weeks of that prep um, and they wouldn't have a taper involved or anything and then just go and run these things and it wasn't till uh, 2005 I joined Alton Runners in Hampshire uh, the first time to join a running club and like most people who join running clubs saw vast improvement within about 18 months just by getting involved in their training programs and running with others. I've no doubt a lot of people are taken that route especially those that have come to running later and haven't been running all the way through since our school days. And I ran one marathon, the London Marathon in 2007, which was uh, until la uh, 2019's edition was the hottest one. It was 23 degrees. Had a terrible race, bad prep. Um, I even managed to put myself in the back of an ambulance during the preparation after an 18 miler with complete fatigue and then managed to get into a hyperventilated state and sickness over it um, and uh, <laughs> that's the way it goes on I suppose you then just find that uh, either you're cut out and quite like putting yourself through that sort of pain or you don't um, and I just kept um, stepping up the distance I was never really in love with marathon after that I've done two others since. I did uh, one that was at the end of Challenge Weymouth, Ironman distance triathlon. So I ran a 4.10 at the end of that, but still never liked running on the road that much. And eventually got into ultra running, again through a recommendation from a friend in the club by the name of Hannah Hall, who said, why didn't I try the Marlborough Ultra Marathon, which was a 33 miler, so it was the first time I'd uh, done an ultra and it's a beautiful event uh, goes out onto the chalky downs along canals over fields and all sorts of things in Wiltshire uh, and it really got me going and into ultra running and since then I've done 
everything up to 100. I did race to the stones, race to the king. Three attempts at the Centurion 100, the A100, the autumn one, was a DNF, and we'll get into that into later episodes. Uh, not my particular DNF, but DNFs as a whole. And then I ran a 26 hour, 10 minute the second time because it was unfinished business. And the last edition in uh, 2020, one of the few ultra races that took place because of Centurion's great organization, they managed to get it going. And I got under 24 hours, run a 2340, which was I'm very pleased with. I'm 63 years old, by the way, now. We all love kit, and that's also part of the appeal, I think, of ultra running. Certainly for me, is that it's not like road running, is that you need a lot of extra kit to carry with you to get you through these things, and especially with stage racing, and that's something that I get out of it as, as well a lot. Um, you're also going to get into uh, nutrition and what you can keep down. Um, as we all know, you can't just keep consuming gels unless you are very fast runner and you can get the thing over quite quickly and even those are, are eating proper foods during their races so you need to get uh, sorted with that what works for you and even things like logistics and travel and accommodation uh, where you're going to stay plan all that out so none of that is going to hinder you when it comes to your actual racing and of course then there's family friends and work commitments which all need to be taken into account when you're sorting out your year in your logistics for these things and making people aware of what's going on. I did a bit of uh, ultra tourism which my wife was party to but didn't know the main reason for it and that was because I wanted to run the Madeira Island Ultra which I did it has a 32 hour cutoff and I took 31 hours and 15 minutes. Main purpose of that story was to prove that I was a back of a pack runner uh, but also that um, my wife wasn't totally party to the main reason to go to Madeira. I mean, she loves gardening and it's a beautiful island for flowers and plants. So that was a good enough reason to go for her, uh, but not quite good enough reason to go for me. So I'm not saying that you should hoodwink your family and friends, but certainly ultra tourism is a thing of the future for those of us that are into ultra running. So I've already mentioned uh, a number of topics or subjects there that go along with ultra running, uh, you know, nutrition kit, training plans, all these things. Um, and I was thinking I might build that around the Dragon's Back race that I've entered and take that as a progression along the way with stories around it, including, you know, the wreckies and the equipment and things purchased and what you need to do as a way of not only introducing people to ultra running, but uh, the progression through to multi-stage racing and also to how to put together training plans for these sort of events and the type of training that I'm undertaking to do the event. So I don't want to make the whole thing about me but uh, hopefully it'll help other people out there and you as a listener uh, plan your future events and where to go with all this. So in future episodes I'm going to start drilling down much more into the detail of each of these elements of it. I'm also planning to uh, talk to a number of other ultra runners. Um, obviously things are difficult at the moment with that. I'd like to keep all my interviews face to face. 
so I'm trying to avoid doing stuff over the internet with this because I think you get a much better feedback from face-to-face -face conversation uh, and that's how I'd like to do it in the future so until then you'll be stuck with me and my dulcet Berkshire tone and I'll do as much as I can on the solo podcasting and then in the future we'll introduce some more people along the way uh, and get a much more social vibe into this as well and in the next episode we'll have a little bit more drill down into the actual uh, training programs that you might be wanting to undertake particularly as this is January and you want to get started with something new so thanks for listening about Kev talking about Kev see you at the next main content of this program of aid station trial tips This episode's tip is enter an ultra. New year and a new start. With COVID restrictions most of last year affecting racing and entering this year into further tighter restrictions, we all need a motivator. So search the websites and get your entry in. Places like runningultra.co.uk and letsdothis.com are great resources for ultra racing for races to enter. If you run a few marathons and have been thinking of stepping up, go for it now. Plan well ahead to give yourself time to train and prepare. Look for a late summer autumn event for the best chance of it happening. Vaccination gets around the UK to be the best chance of getting in in a September or later event. Ultras and trail runs are one of the few events that can be staged with social distancing, so are likely to be... help with your ultra progress get regular up-to-date news free advice and motivation for ultra running subscribe to the aid station podcast through apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts, or any of the other of your favorite podcast libraries also please see the show notes for this episode to find out all the link to all the mentioned recommendations i hope you enjoyed this first edition of aid station and i very much hope to see you out on the trails or at an ultra race sometime this year Keep on running to the next aid station. This is Kev saying bye for now. How long to the next bloody aid station? Mm -hmm.